airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We will open up the phone lines just a little bit later and get your take on what we discussed today. Hopefully you'll join us for the duration of the program. If not, be reminded that you can always get the podcasts at AFR.net. In fact, we put links to the articles that we discussed because mm-hmm. some of them, many of them, all of them, we don't <laughs> we don't cover every word of them. No. So you'll want to read, read those for yourself. for yourself. That's right. And uh, you'll also want to watch any videos that we link to mm-hmm. um, that we discuss on the show. That's going to be really, really important. Um, so we'll open the phone lines up at the end of the show. Let me start by saying this. I didn't have this on the docket for us to talk okay. about, but I did joke with you about this uh, last night. And so I want to joke with you about it today. Okay. Um, do you remember when you were a kid and you would play the If I Had a Million Dollars game? Yes. That game is about to change for every kid in the world. Now the game uh, will be If I Were Nick Sandman. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I were Nicholas Sandman, Man. um. What I would what I would do is first of all I would buy my school, <laughs> and then I would shut it down, and school would be out forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm, I'm just thinking as a teenager. I'm just right, thinking right, about right. what teenagers would do. So CNN has agreed to settle uh, a 275 million dollar lawsuit that was brought by uh, Covenant uh, Covington Catholic student Nick Sandman, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's an undisclosed amount that they have agreed to. But you know that Nick and his legal team have not only sued CNN. It was a whole list. Of oh my goodness! I was going. Was like, <laughs> I was going man. through the list, and uh, I think it's one of those situations where you have people in liberal media and you have these celebrities. They mm. all know what they did <laughs> right. last year around this time. They right. all know what they did. So I would imagine that they're all like checking. They've got pen in hand, mm. and they're going down to see if they're on there. Because they know they, they all know what list. they did. I mean, and they deserve to be sued. I, yeah. I hate to say I it, agree. but they they deserve to be sued. I agree. Um, what they did to this 16 year old boy was just ridiculous. And and I'm going to tell you something. And I think maybe we can put a link to this in um, the podcast so that if you want to go and see, it, I have to caution you. But there is about a 13 minute video that provides a lot of background and a lot of information that I think was missed about a year ago mm. uh, as far as what happened with Nick Sandman and, and you know, the black Hebrew Israelites who were involved. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and uh, and so anyways, um, and, and then, of course, the indigenous people's march, I think, is the other thing that was going on. Yeah. And so anyway, there's a video that um, has been put together that gives you the truth behind that entire showdown that entire incident and it's you can watch it in under 15 minutes and understand what happened Mm. Uh, and i recommend it now i have to caution you though there's some strong language in it not on the part of the covenant uh, covington i keep wanting to say covenant (laughs) covington catholic kids not on their part right on the part of the black hebrew israelites it is just yeah 
It's unbearable to listen to, but I think it helps you understand what exactly was going on. And I have to say, in, in one of the videos, if you had not already seen this before, which I hadn't, um, you actually see uh, Nick Sandman like kind of telling his classmates, stop, mm. stop, like don't heckle this man. And he was smiling, trying to show respect, trying to say, look, we're not going to escalate this. I'm, yeah. You're not going to get a rise out of me. Mm-hmm. But everybody made him right. Heil Hitler. <laughs> I mean, this is just, it's insane. Because so anyway, which he said that he bought that day wow. from a street vendor. <laughs> he bought that day at the march from a street vendor, but none of that came out. It was, you know, he, <laughs> I mean, anyway, all the people who are on his list. All right. Yeah. It's he's a pretty lengthy list. Made his list. <laughs> he's checked it twice <laughs> it's a lengthy little list <laughs> it's a lengthy <laughs> oh goodness it's a lengthy little list that, that's an inside joke let me take it outside um, many many years ago while during uh, doing the morning show Will and I would cover some stories and and, um, and and play some clips from people giving giving their takes on news yeah and people say things that they think are words right but, <laughs> but they're not words like lengthy Right. <laughs> the gentleman was trying to say lengthy. Right. It was a <laughs> lengthy. Okay. Right, right. But he said lengthy. <laughs> and, you know, look, I don't care. Okay. I like it. I think it's hilarious. And right. so I adopt those words as my own. Yeah. And I use them on a regular basis. <laughs> so now you feel free when someone's going on and on and on about something to you and you don't really, <laughs> you're not really interested. You don't really care. You say, wow, it's a lengthy little discussion. And all of the teachers are like, no, Mickey. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Don't promote that. Sorry. I feel like I can't do it because I'm a teacher too. We're teachers all in the same and club. Teachers teachers. Yeah, teachers everybody. No, we can't do it. All right. <laughs> anyway, speaking of CNN, um, who has recently agreed to settle with Nick Sandman and his team, and there will be others, I, I imagine, who will settle or they yeah, will go to court. It ain't over yet. I mean, <laughs> I mean he has a case, a case that is uh, rock solid. It, yeah. I mean, there's sure. no way. I no. mean, look, gonna, those yeah. other people going to have to They're going to have to settle. They're going to have so, to settle. Yeah. Man. I want I kind of want to be like, "Hey Nick, you remember that time I helped ahead, you out with me. I helped Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Everybody, lie, lie on me, everybody's please. like, "Oh man, please misrepresent <laughs> me." Hey CNN, hey, over here. Like, "Misrepresent me, please." You lie for a living. No, I, I'll oh tell goodness. you something though. Here here is the disturbing thing about this. You oh. almost had to have all of the information that mm. Nick Sandman and his team have in mm-hmm. order for them to settle with CNN. Yeah. Because Nick is not the first person that this has been done to by right. CNN or these other liberal news outlets. They have some good lawyers. But they, he does. <laughs> and, and I, you know, not to be all churchy for no reason and maybe a little bit of favor. I mean, you know what I'm saying? His, <laughs> his, life, his life was ruined yeah. by these people. He's not a public figure. Do you understand right. what I'm right. saying? He, he went to Washington to march for life, to take a stand for life. And he came home having his life threatened Man. repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, my good. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. So anyways, I am. Look, kudos to him and his legal team. Good for him. I just want to say, remember that time I loaned you that money for that hat? Nick? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> the head that now, he bought to, uh, <laughs> to incite the <laughs> so, Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, vacuum, <laughs> vacuum cleaner salesman. It's like, look at here. Here, Nick, the way I see it is like this. Okay. When you consider interest and you put down the one and carry the two. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I'd say. It's you, my fault. It, 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 <laughs> you owe me about a million. That's what I'd say. Just about a million. I don't want to be greedy. Aye, you know. Aye. 
<laughs> I might let you off for three quarters, if, but just something mm. to say. Anyway, no, I'm, I'm joking, <laughs> but kudos to him and his team. I'm glad that his parents did not back down and right. did not allow for their son to be skewered right. in their country. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's sick. It's so crazy. speaking of CNN, let's move on because I have, I have, by God's grace, I have an order that I want to go through. To do get you have any announcements today? Like we, do we, we stink to? at announcements. Okay. Do we need to? Yes, but let's do it. Go ahead. Okay. The, your question right well, there just proves that we stink at announcements. Go ahead. No, nah, I'm just saying that you need to help me with this because we stink at announcements. <laughs> so we're going to the first Baptist yes. church in first, where? Oh, Fulton. In, in Fulton. In Mississippi. Fulton, Mississippi. Yeah. On January 19th. That's right. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Right. We will be there. We will be there. Um, we will be there at 7 a.m. talking about family discipleship and the importance of passing down the gospel to your children. That's right. So that's First Baptist. It's a, a brotherhood breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, 7 a.m. There'll be women first, at all, too. First, I know, which I was kind of, I had to ask you about that. No, no, I asked him. I said, you, I said, you, I said, you so, asked him. Yeah, you know, I'm from New Orleans. So he's, <laughs> I asked him. I asked him uh, every now and then. I pointed out, guys. <laughs> mostly, I don't because I get it. I speak I'm New right Orleans, with it. right? I'm, I know, but I'm, I'm from I'm New just, Orleans. I asked him. But hold on a second. I'm bilingual, so what I do from and time to time is like, no, I translate no. for you. So I just wanted people to know that no one from Fulton, Mississippi, was murdered. <laughs> when no, you got right, clarity yeah, on him. where we're going to be speaking, yeah, you're right. No one, no one lost their. Life. I just want to make sure to point that out. But go ahead. So after you. He asked him. Yeah, I asked him. And he <laughs> said there'll be women there too. I love it. You yeah. know, because we didn't want to be out of order. We didn't want to do nothing crazy. You exactly. Know what I'm so men and women. So it's, it's, a, it's a family it's, Everybody type thing. can come. So that's what's going on. That's right. And then we'll be at Faith Baptist, right? In Bartlett, Tennessee. In Bartlett, Tennessee on February 7th and 8th. Yes. Now, and did this, you ask any of those people? I asked them a lot of stuff. <laughs> We got clarity on that. Yeah. Okay. And, and so it, it'll be a great conference there as well, uh, highlighting and talking about social justice, you know, intersectionality, mm-hmm. critical race theory, yeah. and how we as Christians, you know, need to understand these terms right. and understand what's going on because it has infiltrated the church. It has. And how we can stand for the gospel. Yeah. You know, Satan doesn't want any opposition to his schemes and his wickedness. Mm-hmm. So when you have Christians who are informed, who are trained in the word and who stand against wickedness, they are then a threat to Satan's agenda. Mm. Right. And and one of the things that we have to do is we have to be equipped. Yes. We have to know what's going on, but not stop at knowing what's going on. You know, I, I often say to people when we talk about some of the social issues that we as believers stand against and we don't apologize for that. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about some of the social issues we want to really move beyond just talking about how it makes us feel. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We want to speak with a certain amount of authority that, that we have and the confidence that we have in the word of God. Mm. Satan doesn't want any opposition to his schemes. Mm. So when we are informed and when we stand against those schemes, when we come against that in the name of Jesus and when we uphold the word of God, mm. then really the enemy is upset. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Triggered. And, yeah, tr- triggered, needing safe spaces, so <laughs> to speak, if you will. And, uh, and and maybe I'll talk a little bit more about that later. I had a conversation mm. with the kids this morning mm. and um, just talking to them about the sanctity of human life. Are y'all still in Acts chapter 13? We are still in Acts chapter 13. Okay, then. We are still in Acts chapter 13. <laughs> We're going to be in Acts chapter 13. I mean, it's a lengthy little passage. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Timing is everything, Will. Yeah. Aren't good. you glad it's you good. married me? I know yeah. how to oh, always yeah. bring it back. You know, yeah. I mean, no, anyway, yeah. I'm just kidding. Perfect. All right. All right. So anyways, uh, yeah, no, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Okay. I wanted to stay on CNN. Yes. Um, CNN has a reporter by the name of Donnie O'Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Donnie O'Sullivan, <laughs> I'm sorry, <clears throat> attacked the Babylon Bee. Mm. Now he, okay, go ahead. You okay. You, you, you okay, yeah. So, so Donnie O'Sullivan, mm -hmm. CNN reporter, was caught actually and exposed by the founder of the Babylon Bee, uh -huh. Adam Ford, uh -huh. as a fraud, as a sham, mm -hmm. as a hypocrite, mm -hmm. right? And and really, the motive behind attacking the Babylon Bee is revealed in the fact that what Donnie O'Sullivan expressed as a concern, he himself has violated. So here is mm. the story. O'Sullivan, who, by the way, has a verified Twitter account, the blue check. Yeah. Let me tell you guys what that means. The blue check means that these people are better than us or smarter than us. And we, <laughs> <laughs> we ought right. to always listen to them. <laughs> so when a blue check is speaking, be quiet. Mm -hmm. You understand? And you're, you're, in a, you're in a posture of listening. And you're listening and you're growing. Sure. Insert sarcastic yeah. eye roll right yeah. there. Okay. But anyways, so you've got O'Sullivan who used his Twitter account to come after the Babylon Bee, mm -hmm. which if you're not familiar with the Babylon Bee, you need at least one article a week from them just so you can laugh yourself oh, man, yeah. through the so week. Funny. Their articles are hilarious. They it's a it's a satirical site, yes. right? But they they don't take any prisoners, anybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> not Christians, mm -hmm. not atheists, <laughs> not liberals, not conservatives. No, all right, me. not reformers, not charismatics. All. Everybody, you can get stung by the bee. Right. They're like, come over here because <laughs> we, and, and which I think is what makes them hilarious because right. you never know. You're like, I thought you were on my side. And the bee is like, we have stingers. We don't have sides. <laughs> <laughs> we, right. We just sting people. So CNN came for the Babylon Bee. And what was the accusation so, of this liberal quote unquote reporter? I'm putting re reporter in quotes. Right. His accusation was that the Babylon Bee is taken seriously by too many people. <laughs> so their articles are read and shared by as many people as are reading CNN articles and sharing them. Wow. But wait, there's more. We got to grab the break. They came for the bee. <laughs> yes. And the bee stung them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Babylon bee. Man. They swatted at the bee. They missed yeah, yeah. and they got stung. All right. Mm. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. love people who have a healthy sense of humor and just you know know how to just be normal that's what i say yeah. for christians we don't have to have all these things and john i'm about to put you on front street here so just get ready it's happening right now it's going on um, um you know so i just just our brother john um at first baptist in fulton yeah, where we're going to be on yeah, sunday yeah. morning did we mess up again? january 19th no i think we did okay because okay. he would tell me um but anyways 
So I just, I asked, how do you say your last name? I just wasn't sure how to say the last name. <laughs> he says, it's, it's Sism. Oh, okay. I was saying it wrong. Okay, yeah, you were. Were you saying it in your head? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, so you were it, saying it wrong. It, yeah, so, I was saying it wrong. So it's like Sism. He says, think of the word racism, leave out the rate. <laughs> uh, see, the word I thought was schism. And I was like, uh-oh. Even that, worse. That's, and, uh, which, which one is worse? I guess, I guess it's related. <laughs> I don't know. I just think I just think it's funny. I think it's I think it's hilarious to be able to just be hilarious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just to be to you not we have the ray. Just leave <laughs> <laughs> You put the ray in racism. Oh, or I you can take it out. That. No, I don't I'm sorry. Or <laughs> you, you take you it out. In. You maybe take it out. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, welcome back to Aaron yeah. the Addisons on American Family Radio where we're just normal people. <laughs> we and are we normal are not people. allowing ourselves to live in a nation where we're easily triggered. Yeah, we we're, we're I mean we don't have time for that. I think if people met us, they'd be like, Man, y'all are real normal. Which I think might be offensive. Um, <laughs> anyways, all right, welcome back to the program. Again, if you go to AFR.net, you can get the stories that we talk about. Uh, we try to put those stories in the podcast. The video, uh, Nick Sandman, I think it's worth a watch. Again, got to caution you, there's some language in it. That video will be in the archives of the show. Um, Sherry B says, I need you to define normal. <laughs> subjective, really. Right. You know, it really is all subjective. All right, but we were talking about CNN. Nick Sandman just um, reached a settlement with CNN, you know, in his lawsuit against them and 25 other thousand people, mm. which they all went after him. You they know, there did. probably could have been more. There probably was more. They was like, you know okay, what I think happened? Right well, I think they got to the end of the legal pad. <laughs> right. I think they were like, like we're, we're going to make this room. one a one pager here. Anyways, <laughs> but it's good. So I'm, 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 I'm happy for him and I'm happy for his legal team. Uh, CNN has settled in the lawsuit, but CNN at the same time is going after the Babylon Bee, a satire site that is Christian mm-hmm. or conservative or, as they would say, right-leaning. But I've got an article fresh out today from the Babylon Bee that would show the Babylon Bee comes for people on the right as well. Everybody, Everybody can get it. Everybody can get it. They had an article that said that Ken Ham was arrested at the, um, the Jurassic Park movie. I saw that for one. saying that it was not biblically accurate, right. and they said that he was sentenced to serve six literal days. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I'm the, sorry. The, yeah, the Babylon I'm, Bee, man. Anyways, all right. So yeah. back to the CNN. <laughs> <sighs> all right, CNN, CNN. <laughs> they came for the Babylon Bee, and and I want I want you to get an understanding of what Donnie O'Sullivan said about the Babylon Bee, referring to the Babylon Bee. Um, they had a satirical piece out um, about Democrats calling for the flag to be lowered to half mass over the killing of Iranian <laughs> terror chief Qasem Soleimani. Mm. Oh, CNN reporter O'Sullivan, this is hilarious. I can't wait, but we have to cover this. Right, right, right. Right, because this is really happening. So O'Sullivan, the reporter from CNN, quote unquote, the reporter, uh, complained about this story from the Babylon Bee. <laughs> and the reason he complained was. This, here's the following. Mm -hmm. To put this in perspective, he's talking about this particular story. I'm quoting him his tweets. To put this in perspective, Mm -hmm. this is the same number of engagements the top New York Times and CNN stories on Facebook had over the past week. Well, shame on (laughs) y'all. You're going to list that as the... (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll be like, nah. Shame on you. That's your fault. (laughs) Not the Babylon Bee's fault. Right. He went on. A lot of people sharing this satirical story on Facebook don't know it's satire. Really? Really? I mean, I don't know. 
But and then he goes on. He says, yeah. having a disclaimer buried somewhere on your site yeah. that says it's satire seems like a good way to get around a lot of changes Facebook has made mm-hmm. to reduce the spread of clickbait and misinformation. He goes on to say that some of the comments left by Facebook users sharing the link were these. Uh, half flag for the death of an Iranian ter- terrorist. Seriously? Then another one. I wish this was a joke. Half of the left has gone full anti-America, full terrorist supporter this week. Now, let me say mm-hmm. that I think people, there are some people who look at Babylon B stories and believe them. Like, like I probably got stung by the bee one time, uh, too. I've had people send me inbox stories. <laughs> yes. And I had to say, hey, this is the Babylon B. It's yeah. Not, it's not real. Yeah, that does so, happen. <laughs> so, but let I me mean, say something. <laughs> That's not the bee's fault. No, it's not the bee's fault. Because the thing about Babylon B, now I know there's other ones, and I think you talk about that, like the onion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Babylon B, man, those headlines are like you can almost believe them. All, it's like some of them you can some almost believe. Them. Some of them you like, some man, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. I, well, me, I can see some of those things happening. I mean, could you see Democrats calling for a day of mourning for yes, Soleimani? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I could. I mean, look at how they behave. I mean, but let me tell you something. I think therein is the problem mm-hmm. that. O'Sullivan is complaining about because they're too close to reality. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think well, that's it, the beat doing a good job exactly at what they're right. doing as satire. They, that's right. They're good. So the problem is that the Babylon Bee has as many hits <laughs> as well, CNN or the New York <laughs> Times. That's embarrassing. I, <laughs> well, they're saying they're saying we can't believe that people would prefer to read revealed fake news rather than fake <laughs> fake news. Like, we, at least we pretend to be news. Oh I can't believe goodness. they, they want funny. this. Is, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing from the Babylon Bee who struck back. Yeah. The Empire strikes back. They struck back at CNN. Mm-hmm. So here is the Babylon Bee's headline from yesterday <laughs> following O'Sullivan's tweets. He really asked for this. Right. Like, he wanted to be stung. Do you remember the old cartoons where you'd have like a, a, a collection of bees? What do you call them? Like a hive of bees mm-hmm. and they, they'd all yeah. fly and they'd go after and, and they would make the shape that they were going to take on. Like, like, they a, would, like an arrow. Like yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're going to sting somebody. Yeah. They would get it in their target and then they would. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when O'Sullivan did this, the Babylon Bee did that. Mm-hmm. They, they got a news formation. They were like, oh, really? They got their army together and was like, let's go. So here is the Babylon Bee story. Uh-oh. Headline, um, CNN attacks Babylon Bee. Quote, the internet is only big enough for one fake news site. <laughs> Clap back. <laughs> yes, Babylon Bee, Now, man. I don't usually want to read an entire news story. <clears throat> but this news story is not very long. And you need to hear it. Yeah. All right. So this is Babylon B. By the way, folks, satire. I don't <laughs> want anybody investing in this. Here we go. CNN has slammed the world's best satire site, the Babylon B, after CNN <laughs> executives realized that fake news articles on the website were getting at least as much social media traction as their own. <laughs> Quote, there ain't room in this Internet for the both of us, growled one CNN anchor on the air Monday evening. End Quote. <laughs> There simply ain't enough people out there for us to fool with our fake news story, news stories and the Babylon Bee. I'm sorry. There isn't enough clickbait and outrage traffic to go around. 
Reporters at the media outlet also pointed out that their news was much faker than the Babylon Bees. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, the Babylon Bee quotes Brian Stelter. <laughs> oh my this goodness. is the quote from Brian Stelter. <laughs> they're obviously amateurs over there at the B. <laughs> a lot of times their reporting comes true. If you're going to do fake news, do it right. 100% fake, guaranteed, 24-7. They really should learn from the pros over here at CNN. Stay wow. out of our territory. Wow. Look, let me say this, man. I need, wow. I need tissue. Um, <laughs> don't come for the B. You're going you're gonna to get stung. D- leave the people alone. It's fake news. They do it well. Um, <laughs> but here's the other thing about this story that I think is important for our listeners to know. Um, this CNN reporter, Donnie O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. was caught by the founder of the Babylon Bee, mm-hmm. Adam Ford, um, O'Sullivan repeatedly in years past tweeted out fake news stories from The Onion <laughs> 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 without telling his followers that those stories were from The Onion. Wow. <laughs> so essentially, the point that Adam Ford, the founder of the Babylon Bee, beautifully makes mm-hmm. is that O'Sullivan is a hypocrite and that he really doesn't have any outrage or care mm. over whether or not people believe these satirical sites. No, it is it is that people are tending toward conservative satire mm-hmm. rather like than that. liberal like satire. That. Right. Right. Anyway, we'll put this Isn't article. That something? Man, that's crazy. It is hilarious. That is crazy. We will. might have slipped a Friday story in on us. I'm sorry. That was a def- definitely a Friday story. Okay, <laughs> but but it, but it's current events. It's current events. Um, this story will be linked in the uh, in the archives <laughs> so that you can share that with your family. Can I say? So I said before. I mm-hmm. said that you know the um, the thought that the Babylon Bee only goes after liberals or that it's right. you know, and I don't think that that's a fair assessment of what the Babylon Bee does. In fact, this is one of their stories from today. Um, here's the headline. Christians glad they voted for Republicans. So Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood abortions funding could hit all time high. Mm, <clears throat> ouch. Now. That's something that should be look, talked about. Though. Well, I want to say, I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead, say. Can I, can I say? Go ahead, make I your bridge. Gonna, just, that's that's going to bring Man. us into the story that we didn't complete yesterday that in talking a, about the amount of money that has gone to Planned Parenthood in the last year while we as conservatives pat ourselves on the back for the job we're doing in some areas, and we are doing a good job, you know, politically speaking, Um what is still happening is that money is still changing hands in exchange for bodies. Mm. And so, you know, again, if we could find the segue, here is the Babylon Bee story. And I'll read it to you. And this is, this is not as funny as it could be because it is so stinging. Mm-hmm. It is so biting. But I think to make the case that the Babylon Bee is making, I'm then going to turn to the actual news that gives some numbers mm. for this case. Right. So look, the Babylon Bee is watching what's going on, right? And and this is not just, anyway, it's, it's not just in favor of conservatives. Mm. It really isn't. So this is the Babylon Bee story. And then we'll go to the actual story. Just so to make Babylon sure to say Bee, that. Satire. Babylon Bee first, satire. The nation's Christians said they were really pleased that they voted for Republicans to control the White House and Senate 
so that Planned Parenthood abortions and funding could hit another all-time high. After Planned Parenthood released its annual report showing almost 350,000 tiny lives ended and over $600 million received from taxpayers, the nation's Christians breathed a sigh of relief that they had voted for Republican candidates. Mm. 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 Quote, it's a good thing we didn't vote for that baby killing Hillary. Mm. Or these numbers could have been even higher, said one Arkansas pastor. But the battle's not over yet. We need to vote for Republicans again in the next election cycle. And then they'll definitely cut off Planned Parenthood and end abortion for good. Mm. Now, this is not <coughs> funny mm -hmm. because it's sad. And this goes back to what you and I have talked about in that Christians as voters need to be unpredictable. No one gets to own us. Right. If you are elected on a promise and then you get up yeah. and then you don't fulfill that promise or that right. pledge, right. then don't count on our vote the next time around. And look, you know, you got to you got to stay woke, but in the right <laughs> way. Yes. Yes. Because this spending bill and I, I guess we'll talk about mm -hmm. it that passed was done around Christmas time yep. when everybody's mind was on shopping and family and all kind of stuff like that. Thousands of pages, 2,000 pages, whatever, you know, it was. It was a high stack of pages. that 2,313. Nobody, nobody probably read. Right. But it was signed by Democrats, Republicans, and the president. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the thing that grieves Christians. I think this is the thing, at least, that should grieve Christians. I don't know how many Christians are aware or pay attention. Um, now, Ted Cruz called attention to this. He did. During the end of, of December. You know, he says, while, while you, he did a, a Twitter video. <laughs> Yeah. He and he goes while you're out shopping for Christmas gifts, this is what's happening by the lobbyists. The yeah. lobbyists are just spending, spending, spending. <clears throat> and um you've got bipartisan support. Yeah. And the president signed this and one of the things that he pointed out that this spending bill um continues tax breaks for so-called renewable energy, failed to stop sanctuary cities failed to deep fund Planned Parenthood and failed to end Obamacare. Mm. I think in some ways, as a Christian who is politically engaged, who is involved, I think some sometimes we're finding we're finding it difficult to know where we need to be on the battlefront. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like where our loyalty needs to be. So we yeah. say, but but look at this man, we've we've got the courts that are being shaken up and changed and this is a good thing. But then we're like, okay, I, I know that Planned Parenthood is still getting money. Here's the thing, though. Planned Parenthood is getting a significant amount of, amount of money still. You know, I, I saw someone say, and I, and I agree with him, I think on the issue of abortion and, save, and you know, just pro-life issues, the church has given over that issue to the politicians. When you saw what happened with slavery, mm -hmm. like it was people, it was abolition. There wasn't like politicians. Yeah. There was there was people that that were fearing God that said this is not right. We they saw took it that, as our job. They took that fight. Yeah. But I think now, you know, wholesale, like we have these organizations, we have these different things, and we've given that over to them to do. You know, while churches are not really as active and involved as we should be on that front. You know, I, I think you make an excellent point there, Will. I, I What I would like to know, and maybe we do this on the other side of the break, to your point, I would like to know what that looks like. Because if we as Christians who are the line holders in any culture in which we live, right, if we have abdicated our role there 
I would like to know how do we return to holding the line? Like, yeah. what does that look like? How does the church get involved again? I, I, I would like to hear your take on that. All right, let's grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. I'll be buried with So Will I. Um, this quote from our brother Les Raleigh, mm. um, Les Riley mm-hmm. of Personhood, Mississippi. Um, man, just, well, anyway, this from Les Riley. I saw this on his Facebook page and uh, I thought, well, I mean, he's right. When Iran's Qasem Soleimani was killed by a U.S. drone strike, it was explained that he had been responsible for the death of hundreds or even thousands of Americans. There was a U.S.-based organization that has killed over a million innocent, helpless Americans since President Trump was inaugurated, and they just received over a half a billion dollars in taxpayer funds in the budget recently passed by both Democrats and Republicans and signed by President Trump. Wow. Now, look, that's tough, right? Yeah. That's tough. That's, that's true. That's and, and, hard and truth. Yeah, it is. That is a hard truth. And, and I got to tell you, you know, in our nation, we can't stop caring about the murder, the slaughter of innocent babies. Yeah. Before we went to break, and yeah. I'll give the number, we can start to queue up calls, Will, but you said that we have kind of turned over our responsibility yeah. to the politicians. And I want you to kind of unpack what it looks like for us to return to responsibility. Right. And maybe we can get our listeners take on this as well. Yeah. But can we open the phone lines and get some calls queued up? And then I would like to hear from you on that. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can comment on anything that we've talked about today. In a second, going to bring in some more uh, numerical, if you will, details uh as it pertains to Planned Parenthood and the money that they received from taxpayers yeah. in 2019. It's sad, guys. Yeah. It's really sad. But go ahead, Will. No, and, and this thought was jogged by something that uh, was under one of my posts on Facebook. Um, this person was making that point that we have given uh, that job over to politicians and organizations. And I, I'll say this, you know, at the risk of I, I'm not trying to be uh, offensive, but I I wonder when money starts to starts to be pumped in certain things to 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 uh, organizations, I would say, you know, um, sometimes it's in the interest of the organization for their mission or their agenda, whatever it is to to keep going. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think every pro-life organization should be in the business of trying to put themselves out of business. But I don't know if that's what happens because it it becomes Something so what, what are you suggesting? Are you suggesting? Because well, I don't I don't think that we see a pullback in the fight. No. As it pertains to defending and protecting life. But do you think that there is sort of this, OK, we're OK kind of a thing. And the push is not as aggressive. Yes. Because you don't want to upset someone who's on your team. Well, I know for sure on certain levels when certain organizations have 
uh, uh, opportunity to speak, to make their own policies that's about to take place, they don't go as hard. Why is that? Seems like they should go all out. And and I'll, I'll just speak for the church. I'll, I'll leave that alone. I think something that me personally that I've done, you know, is kind of in my mind relegated some of this to, you know, crisis pregnancy centers or mm-hmm. people that do. And I think we as the church may have to re-look uh, at that and say, okay, like, what do we need to do? Do we need to be more active in going to these places mm-hmm. and, and and being sidewalk counselors mm-hmm. type things as the, as the people of God? Uh, as, if, if there is a crisis pregnancy center, uh, is our church supporting it? You know, are we supporting it as um, as individuals, as Christians? You know, like those type of things and not waiting on, you know, uh, politicians to change stuff. I just seem to remember abolitionists making the case that these people are in made in the image of God. Yeah. And they were the ones that were fighting your Harriet Beecher Stowe's and Mm -hmm. all those different Mm -hmm. ones, Mm -hmm. you know, now, not, you know, it had to go to politics at some point, but it seemed like the groundswell was by Christians mainly, Mm -hmm. you know, to get this done. Yeah, man, I, I don't disagree with you. I guess the thing that just keeps going through my mind is how do we as Christians keep our foot on the gas? We keep mm-hmm. moving forward. And I think it's like what you're saying. It is at the the grassroots, not to overuse the term, but it right, is at the right. local level. It's each of us doing what we can. Um, you and I were recently talking about William Wilberforce right. and talking about the Clapham community um, just outside of London right. in the early 19th century right. and how the Lord used them right. to not only end the slave trade, but to bring an end to owning slaves right. in Britain. And right. so when you look at that, and, and William Wilberforce was like, God has raised me up to move in and about and through these people. He, right. he was like, this is the purpose that God has called so me where, to. So where are those people? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I think there is a spiritual principle here, and then we'll go to the phone lines. I think there's a spiritual principle that we often overlook. Mm-hmm. When you look through the Acts of the Apostles, mm-hmm. um, you look at Paul recounting, you know, his missionary journeys. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is a spiritual work that is done that affects financial gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. L- let's say, for example, people come to faith in Christ, so they're not <laughs> buying idols. Right. And now your money is being affected. These men have got to go. Right. They are upsetting our customs with things that are not lawful for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now look, our bottom line is being affected. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can look at those things and we understand these things that are written for our learning, right. there's a spiritual implication there that we are too lazy to explore because mm. we're just looking for the strength of our hands. What more can we do rather than storming heaven in prayer and saying, Lord, break those strongholds. Cause those are strongholds. It's attached to money. Will yes, people are is. making money to murder babies, which is why our brother made a great point yesterday. Why don't we call this assassination? Yeah. I mean, the only element that's missing is that the babies are not high profile. Yeah. But you can make the argument that you've got some religious implication here when you're slaughtering these babies. You absolutely, it's not even an argument. It's just factual that there is money exchanged for it. Another one of the components that you would need to classify something as an assassination versus a murder. I mean, the only yeah. element that would be missing would be the profile, the high, the high profile nature that is also um, associated with a, so, an assassination. So what was in the Clapham community, that group that you were reading to me about, you know, uh, you're reading that to me, uh, that's not that we don't see in America. Like today, like, can that I, be, I'm gonna can tell that you what type I think of thing be replicated? Urgency and fight. 
fidelity to the Lord. Urgency and fidelity to the Lord. The Clapham community was a group of privileged individuals. I mean, they had wealth, they had class, they had status, they had security. You go back and you research this. Look up the Clapham sect in London, and you will see it was a group of Christians, evangelicals, by the way, who were devoted to the cause of Christ. They believed they were supposed to be active in the world. And so what they did was they used their wealth, they used their influence, they used their position to do what they felt God would want them to do as line holders in their generation. Mm. But I think they had fidelity to the Lord. They understood the times that they were in. And I think this whole, like, I don't think they were for hire. They didn't need your money. Mm. You, you know, you understand? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, look, yeah. just, okay, let's try to get as many calls in as we can because you and I could keep talking about this forever. All right. Well, let's go to Ken in Oklahoma. Hi, Ken. Hey, Will, how are you today? I'm fine. How about you? Good. I want you to know, I would like to encourage you first by saying there are people out there fighting the fight. Mm -hmm. My son-in-law, in fact, is in charge of an organization here in Oklahoma that is attempting to abolish human abortion. Mm, good. So I know there are people fighting the fight. Here's the difference between what's happening in our country today and what William Wilberforce was trying to accomplish with slavery. <clears throat> Wilberforce wanted to abolish slavery. Our politicians and sometimes even our churches want to regulate abortion. Mm, and there's a big wow. difference there. If you are regulating it, you're still <laughs> condoning it. Come you're on, just brother. Condoning the timing of it. Wilberforce said no man should be a slave, no man should own a slave. He didn't say you can only own a slave until it's a certain age or oh. you can start owning a slave after wow. a certain age. That's, he said you wow. have to abolish it. Until we get to the place where <laughs> we admit that abortion is murder and no man should be an abortionist and no person should be aborted, we'll never stop it. We'll just regulate it. Oh, wow. my brother. Politicians, they're going to regulate it because there's money to be had. Yeah. My brother, let me just tell Man. you, we've got, <laughs> boom. That's seriously, right. some of the best listeners, the most like spiritually astute listeners in the world, in the world. And, and I got to tell you, um, I, that just hits home. Yeah. That point that our brother Ken in Oklahoma Stand up, Oklahoma. Right. Because that is what is overlooked. See, but that makes me wow. question, like, you know, when, when, when it's voting time and all that kind of stuff, and that's a platform that we see politician after politician run on, like, how do we, you know, like, I'm like, how do we know you're going to get up there and really, it seemed like the ones that, that go up there, they're into the regulating. Like, it's not like a... Well, look at what happened with... Um, with Alabama and, and Governor Kay Ivey. Look at look at when Alabama um, introduced some of the most, I guess what you would call the strictest legislation against abortion. Look at how that state was characterized. I guess I think I'm getting that right. Mm -hmm. Was it Alabama? A Alabama. I mean, That's right. look look at what happened right. to Governor Kay Ivey. Yeah. Look at what people said. So I think to Ken's point, you know, some of these now this is not a defense. Mm -hmm. This is not a defense. This right. is an observation. Put it in the category of an observation. Right. I think what happens is people start saying, "Well, man, we don't want them to KIV us." See, that's when we got to be we have to have the resolve to pierce that. Not that's right. not worry about You're it. You're right. That's the type of politicians we need. That don't that's not going to worry about that uh -huh. and say, "I came up here to do this and this is <laughs> what we're going to do," you know? Like and protecting 
and defending life is not racism. See what the Democrats do. And we got to go to the phone lines here. The Democrats do a masterful job with semantics. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, those of us Christians, right, who are conservative politically, but I'm going to speak to the Christians. You can be a conservative and not be, but I'm going to speak to my brothers and sisters in the Lord. We should be more discerning than that. We have the spirit of God indwelling us. How do you not know how to combat their semantics? They call you a racist because you want to stand and protect life. And you take that? Mm. You, you sit back and you take that. Right. That's where we are. All right. We can go back to that. All right. Let's go to uh, Melanie in Iowa. Hi, Melanie. Hi. Thank you so much. My question is something that I am struggling with as a Christian and a mother is um, the fact that abort- the abortion industry is tied into the medical industry. And mm. that is um, why abortions are so profitable. And how do I, as an individual Christian, figure out, um, you know, what to do about medical procedures that, you know, like vaccines and things that have used, Mm. you know, the abortion industry to be developed or even, you know, all kinds of medical research. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we do as individual Christians Mm -hmm. who are pro-life and who, you know, desperately want to see abortion abolished and not just regulated? Melanie, this is a great question. Let me, let me offer this to you. Um, the thoughts and opinions and views here are the Addisons, all right? Um, We have to know what the government is encouraging and in some cases mandating that we inject into our bodies Mm -hmm. and into the bodies of our children. Right. The Addisons have made it their mission to know what is required in Mm -hmm. some cases to go into their children, and we reject it outright. That's why we need conscience um, privileges in in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to opt out of what is quote unquote required when you object on the basis of your conscience, a religious exemption, if you want to call it, you know, I, I say living freely in America. Okay. <laughs> um, but Melanie makes a great point. Yeah. This is what we are facing. You, you, you cannot culture. Look, I don't, I know people get upset. This is a, this is a hotbed <laughs> topic. All right. But I would say for every believer, when people start trying to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you and your children, you better know what they're doing. Mm. You better know what kind of wickedness that is being. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yes, Melanie, <laughs> I, I don't know what the laws are in Iowa, but if you if if you have parental rights mm-hmm. as it pertains to vaccines and your your children, if you have children, then you should exercise those rights. Yeah. You should exercise those rights. All right. Will the great. All right. Let's go to Mary in Kansas. Hi, Mary. Hi, um, I was just listening to the news the other day, which was onenewsnow.com, mm-hmm. that the state of New Jersey, they felt so bad that Planned Parenthood didn't get their Title X money, like $8 million or something, you know, that the, they had signed a law saying they couldn't get it anymore. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have money to pay the pension to the people in the state, but they came up with finding the money to repay parent, Planned Parenthood, plus with a bonus. So to me, that is to be illegal for the state to be able to shift the funds around and give this poor Planned Parenthood their money that they didn't get from the government, but yet stop their people from getting their pension funds. And um, I hope the state of New Jersey will react as citizens. And because, you know, Planned Parenthood is not broke. No, they have pl- got all- right. no Planned Parenthood right. has assets that total nearly two billion dollars. system. Man. 
Planned Parenthood has assets that total nearly $2 billion. That what you're describing is threat and intimidation. Mm -hmm. So this is what you guys want to vote for? This is what you want in office? Then we'll make you suffer. (laughs) That's threat, intimidation, and manipulation. Planned Parenthood is not broke. $2 billion in assets. All right. This is what we're talking about. It's wicked. Yeah. It is absolutely wicked. Yeah. All right. we've, We've run out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.